educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard to the Thursday edition of the show. We're so glad you chose to uh, bring us along on your ride, wherever you're headed, uh, or if you're sitting someplace and listening on your uh, radio or some other electronic device. Anyway, regardless of how you're tuning in, we deeply appreciate it. Uh, yeah, educate, inform, entertain. That's what we like to do every darn day here on the Dan Parsons Show. We don't do a lot of shouting or grandstanding. We uh, like to build up instead of tear down. Uh, truth over tribalism and i know you know you can find that a lot of different places so we try to do something a little different here but it is it's 509 on thursday august 17 which means uh today we welcome uh the business leaders uh, the business uh, roundtable uh talking to the newsmakers and thought leaders people who make a difference in our business community so just uh in just a moment mr jason ball will join us from the uh, lincoln chamber of commerce uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, or just go to KLIN.com, scroll down on the Dan Parsons page, and you can find us there as well. But, uh, well, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny, how's your Thursday? It, it's going, Dan. How's, how's your day going? It's, uh, it's, it, it flew by. Oh, fair enough. By the time I get a couple meetings in and do a little show prep and... But then uh, we get here at 5 o'clock, and we're guaranteed to have a damn good time. There you go. We're all going to do that uh, every darn day. Uh, and follow us on the Twitter page and the Facebook page. We like to continue that conversation after hours, if you will. And uh, let's see. What have I been posting? Oh, so a little update that I posted on the on the Facebook uh, page. You, remember, you may remember me call, talking about the Marion County Record, which is a small... <clears throat> weekly newspaper in Kansas, and uh, the police force in, in their city came and raided their offices uh, last week and um, uh, took everything. And uh, so clearly uh, there were cries of, uh, you know, violation of First Amendment rights and uh, freedom of press. And so anyway, today uh, law enforcement gave them everything back and said, we're sorry. So anyway. Uh, that was that was interesting. So we'll we may talk about that uh, when we get some of our journalism uh, friends here on the show. But uh, but for today, uh, well, let me tell you what's coming up tomorrow. You don't want to miss tomorrow, kids. It's uh, the Friday afternoon club with Chef Kevin Shin. We'll kick off your weekend in style. Uh, and tomorrow we feature uh, Bill Radke. Uh, Bill is with an organization called uh, Ebor, a uh, Second Chance Kitchen. And it's it's pronounced Ebor, but it's spelled Y B O R. And let me tell you, this is an incredible story, and you may have seen them around town. Uh, they make a the a most fantastic Cuban sandwich uh, that mm. you've ever seen. Jason, have you have you come across those guys? Yet? I, I have not, but now I really want to. Yeah. You had me at Cuban sandwich. Oh my goodness! So, and there's a story of how they do that, but. The, the most important, incredible part of this story uh, that Bill Radke will tell us about uh, tomorrow on, uh, with Chef Kevin Shin uh, is they are providing a 12-month uh, workforce development and coaching pro uh, program for people who are coming out of prison. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, in redirecting their lives uh, after being incarcerated. And, and so it's just an incredible story. So, oh, I can't wait to learn more about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I've I've missed this with apologies to Ebor. I can't yeah. wait to learn about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, welcome into the studio, Mr. Jason Ball, the president of your Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Jason, uh, 
Welcome aboard. Dan, it's always uh, an honor to get to join you here, and we'll have a chamber good time today. Is that allowed? <laughs> there you go, Johnny. Okay. The, the chamber. I am all for it. I love it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we will. Well, yes. Uh, even though it's summertime, um, there's still a lot of things going on in the business community, and uh, I say only summertime. I mean, it, it, it just uh, hardens my uh, attitude. Uh, you can just tell the spirit and the uh, the difference in this city, this city uh, with school starting back up, both uh, LPS that and the university. I sent two back to LPS here when school kicked up this week, and, and uh, they were both really excited to get back, see their friends. My wife and I had said, ooh, it's time. They're, they're getting rowdy at home. <laughs> they, needed, they needed to be somewhere that's just more enriching and educational, so they, they're having a great time. We're, we're so fortunate in this community. I hear it all the time from people who are transplants, to Lincoln, how much they love their experience with the school system here, yep. um, and all the all the private schools as well. Yep. We have we have yeah, all sorts of diversity system. of choice yep. and options for people, and whatever is right for your kids and your family, that's great. Yep. Uh, but but I tell you what, we are are so fortunate here, and I talk to site consultants when we're talking yes. with folks that are coming from other parts of the country and thinking about making a business investment here. And they'll, they'll say, you know, how do you handle these issues? And they're issues that we just don't have in Lincoln. And I've, I've been challenged. It took me a while to figure out they, they don't understand that uh, our school systems here are so strong that we don't have some of the same struggles that other cities and, and urbanized and metro areas do. We're so lucky for that. And so I just wish um, all the LPS teachers in yeah. particular, as well as the staffs and administration, and of course all our students, a, a wonderful, successful year. I hope everybody's able to stay safe and have fun this year. Yeah, well, that is an important part of what you do in recruiting uh, companies to the city. I mean, it's uh, absolutely it's a we, gold star. We we tip. You know, again, we're we're in it, uh, whether we're parents or grandparents, and <clears throat> we we don't think about it every day. But yes, we have one of the finest uh, school systems uh, in America. Yeah. Right here. Now it's now it's taking investment. I think any yes, taxpayer in town would say, yes, "Look, Jason, that hasn't yeah. come for free." And I and I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. It's it's definitely an investment. You know, from the chamber's perspective, that investment is one that has been beneficial to the growth of the city, and I think we'll continue to provide dividends for us over time and uh, it's an investment we need to continue in a uh, fiscally responsible type of way so <clears throat> when you are recruiting those companies and i know that's not your uh, you know you oversee the whole chamber and you've got a, a division that does that and and uh, um, you know that's uh, that's part of uh, the umbrella of, of of services that you guys provide but yeah. um you're constantly doing that, constantly going to conferences and, and recruiting businesses to reclode, relocate here in Lincoln. Yeah, it, look, it's a it's an interesting business, and for folks that don't know, you know, we run that primarily through a part of the program we call the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. It's what they call a public-private partnership, half funded by the city and half funded by businesses who are investors in the in the program. And the whole idea is how can we help grow this economy, and we do that through. Uh, working to make Lincoln the type of place where a, a business can start through entrepreneurship or a, a business that's already here can have access to the resources it needs to grow and support it needs to grow or sometimes recruit businesses here. So it's not, not, not all about just big business. I hear that from small sure. business a lot, and there's an assumption that we focus on big business only. We don't. 
uh, and sometimes from big businesses, we hear, well, Jason, you know, you're just here for the small businesses. And while I love our small business community, I promise we aren't. And we do a lot of work that is very relevant to some of our, our largest industrial businesses. And the thing I love is they have different needs, but then they centralize around some shared needs, things like workforce. And, and that's why our uh, school system matters so much in our ability to recruit workforce here. And you had a celebration of an expansion of a major business here in the city. And again, for listeners who maybe don't track some of this, it's one of the reasons I like to have you on, Jason, to talk about some of these success stories. Yeah, so uh, for those that may not have seen it uh, in the news, Zoetis uh, completed a, a multi-million dollar investment, another multi-million dollar yeah. investment, I should say, in, in Lincoln, uh, to develop a production and research laboratory for monoclonal vaccines exclusively for animal treatments and okay. pri- primarily dogs, dogs and cats. And they, they have some bovine products and as well. Uh, but, uh, they have, they have really developed some new technology that they are able to leverage. They've been able to justify growing within the company. It's an $8 billion company wow. now. Wow. And it's, uh, it, you know, for folks, I'm old enough to remember when it was Pfizer. I know yes. other people listening to yes. me will say, Jason, that used to be Norton Labs and they're uh-huh. entirely <laughs> correct about that. Uh, but under Zoetis' leadership for approximately the past decade, they have continued to invest and reinvest in this community. They have continued to recruit top talent into Lincoln. They feel like Lincoln's an asset for their company in that way, and it's one of the most productive facilities in the whole company. Very cool. Well, congratulations to them. Thanks for sharing that. Well, listen, uh, please stick around. Uh, Jason and I are going to chat about some other uh, small business uh, committee, that uh, the council that's at the chamber, and we want to review a little bit about the legislative summit, and and uh, talk about the convention center. So those topics, come back and join us here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, jamming to those uh, funky tunes. Uh, I always tell people, Jason, I, I picked out that bumper music. Uh, I thought you're playing the drums on that, aren't you? Yeah, that's you on the drums. And that I can't back that up, ladies and gentlemen. That may not be Dan, but uh, for those that don't know, he is a quite an accomplished drummer. Well, I haven't done it for a while, but you're kind. I, I get the little beatbox uh, out in my yeah. loft apartment once in a while, well, and I jam on that. I'm just saying, when we play that bumper, if I'm not dancing along to it, you then are. Yeah. There usually is something wrong with me if i'm not dancing along to it like i love the jams on this show yeah absolutely say yeah thank you johnny cadillac producer extraordinaire for another fine uh, day that here we are and we're having a damn good time look i even said it johnny how about that it'll make your day i'm proud of you uh listen if you ever miss anything if you ever miss johnny uh wishing everyone a damn good day uh you can rewind on your favorite podcast platform and hear that anytime you like uh and you also can go to klin.com and find uh, past shows uh and i'll just tell you coming up on tomorrow's show we'll start your weekend right like we always do on fridays uh, the friday afternoon club with chef kevin shin and tomorrow we're featuring featuring bill radke and bill uh is involved with a project here in the city called ebor and it's spelled y-b-o-r and look it up if you're in front of your computer uh it's a second chance kitchen and they give this it's an incredible story of giving second chances uh it's a 12-month uh, workforce development program and coaching program uh, for people who have been incarcerated 
and they serve this incredible Cuban sandwich. And it's uh, anyway, it's a pop up effort, and they're trying to raise funds to uh, uh, to to go full time. And uh, so anyway, tune in tomorrow for that. It'll be fun. And uh, yeah, so we're back with Jason Ball, president of your Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, here on a Thursday, as we always do. We check in uh, on Thursdays with the business leaders here in our city to find out what's going on. So, yeah. Jason, thanks for joining. And you're running around all over town. You're you are Oof. your schedule is just nuts. Well, the, there's a lot of busy people uh, doing a lot of important work in in Lincoln, and I'm just privileged to get to be a part of that whole ecosystem. And it's an honor to get to do the work we do. But uh, yeah, it does keep you tap dancing yeah. pretty frequently. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to just mention uh, you were kind enough to invite me on the when you came into this when you came back to Lincoln, brought your family back to Lincoln, and and uh, was hired as uh, uh, the president of the chamber. Uh, you wanted to dive into uh, segments of the business community uh, that maybe felt like they were underserved or at least not maybe recognized on a, a continuing basis. And, and you mentioned it in the first segment, how uh, most people have the perception of a chamber of commerce that you only represent uh, the big business, or maybe some people think that you don't represent big business, that you only represent small business. But uh, I was, I appreciated, and I knew many others did too, of you forming a small business council. Yeah. And uh, and we did that for a year, and we met, and there was all kinds of uh, shapes and sizes of small businesses. And uh, but you were at every meeting uh, every month, and uh, led those conversations, and yeah. and and you're getting ready to do that again uh, in a second uh, iteration of. That. So we've actually already launched that second yeah. cohort for our our small business council, and and again, this is an advisory group to me, uh, as well as a couple other members of our executive team. Uh, just making sure that we're keeping our finger on the pulse of the pressures and opportunities and challenges that, that small businesses maybe uniquely uh, have felt. And so, you know, I- issues that they're bringing up are, you know, a comfort level with, with bringing people downtown for parking. Yeah. And spoiler alert for everybody, just ask Todd Ogden. There is plenty of parking downtown. Oh, we there's had plenty of room in garages. So we had this conversation um, when Todd was on last Thursday. And, yeah. and I said, I'm going to devote an entire segment to downtown parking. And uh, yep. so anyway, I put that on the record. I'll mention it again today. Anyway, so yes. Todd, Todd's right. So if you're hearing this, come downtown. There's plenty of parking. Plenty. And, and he has the numbers to back it up. But look, that's a, that's something that impacts small business Absolutely. in a very direct way. Because even if there is a maybe an incorrect perception that that it's hard or that there's not enough uh, capacity, then that that limits people's willingness to to engage in, in downtown business. But then also, I want to stress, we're not focused on small business that's just downtown. Uh, we have so many corners of this community that are special retail centers or special re- restaurant areas where people have their, uh, you know, different corner of the community they like to go get a special coffee at or a special lunch at, or there's a, a you know, b- boutique store that they like to shop at. And everybody knows, you know, about Lincoln has about six or seven of these, these areas in the, in the community. So we're, we're beginning to market them differently. Uh, that's very much in response to feedback we've received from small businesses throughout this process. And then there's the, the, the normal recurring themes that it doesn't matter if you're a bigger small business. Most businesses on the whole prefer a generally lower tax environment than a higher one. Most businesses on the whole prefer generally lower regulation than, than more regulation. Sure. And we, we are, have been for a long time consistent advocates 
on those types of issues in a pro-business way to say we, we at least need to take a balanced approach to these concerns about, you know, how do we make uh, the correct kind of community and civic investments uh, through our, our various governmental entities so that we have the the right kind of uh, mix of amenities here. But at the same time, we're not doing so in a way that's burdensome. And I know many people have different uh, perceptions about how we do that, but that's an important part of our entire business advocacy. And yes, we very much focus on small business needs and think about how's this going to impact small business too, because y- small businesses just can't shuffle around budgets yeah. uh, like larger entities can, and, and certainly like taxing authorities could. And so it's it's a really unique and special thing to be in a small business. You've heard me give this speech before. Yeah. I think yeah. small business owners are some of the most special, special people in town. They're the first people that will show up and sponsor your local baseball team yep. or maybe even coach one. Yep. Uh, they, they are believers in growing Lincoln writ large, so much so that they've put their own business future on the line with it too. So it's it's a special thing, and we, we love what we're doing with this council right now. They're, well, they're an exciting group of people. Well, I appreciate that, Jason. I just wanted to get that uh, out there that uh, the chamber is not just uh, for the big uh, businesses here in yeah. our city. And uh, the, the other topic that I know came up when I was sitting on that council last year, and again, it's a common theme throughout America, uh, is the workforce shortage. And I just wanted to compliment you uh, on your leadership uh, on that issue and the chamber's uh, leadership on that issue, and also, and we talked about this last week after the uh, uh, after the summit, uh, the, the the federal summit. That again, you uh, you helped lead those conversations, and there was a an extensive conversation with our federal delegation about uh, this uh, challenge that we have in America today of uh, workforce. Yeah, and and I know that uh, you know anytime the term immigration comes up, it can kind of carry a, a sense of being a loaded term and so i want to just just focus on our perspective on this is very much shaped by workforce needs and and uh, uh america is in a unique position right now where our entire nationwide economy could grow at a faster pace if we are able to find different ways to fuel how we fuel that workforce and yes Part of that is is programs that are going to enable upskilling and reskilling, uh, taking the friction out of the system that people might experience uh, for seeking education uh, opportunities and, and what that cost might look like. So there's a lot of complicated solutions there. But also, I think as a, a nation, the dialogue that we had at the Federal Legislative Summit, in part, we talked about a bunch of other stuff, uh, but in part at that summit, we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, we revisited with the delegation needs wrapped around immigration and border security. And it is going to take both. They are both. For yes. us, for us to, to figure this out. And, and again, as, as I've said to other groups before, the, the most advanced industrialized nation on earth, the United States, can definitely, 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 uh, both keep our borders secure and find ways for uh, people to come here and engage and contribute to the economy that we want to grow. So it's a it's a complicated issue. There are no easy answers, and our our delegations are going to be our delegation will be good partners in that. Jason, if people want to find out more about that and other issues about the chamber, how can they find you? They can find us all online at lcoc.com, as in Lincoln Chamber of Commerce.com. Jason Ball, thank you very much. We'll be right back after this news on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome back to the Thursday edition of the show. We're so glad you chose to take us along for your ride home, uh, or if you're getting ready to fix uh, dinner, uh, or uh, making sure the kids are started their homework for the evening, whatever you're doing and why you're tuning in, we, we appreciate it very much. And, uh, and remember, if you miss uh, the live version, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform anytime you like, or just go to KLAN.com and go to the Dan Parsons page and scroll down and you can find us there as well. Uh, well, coming up tomorrow, gosh, it's Friday already. I don't know about you, but, uh, uh, after getting the kids back to school and everything else that's going on this week, uh, we'll start your weekend right tomorrow, as we always do every Friday with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. And, and I'm really excited about the show tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Bat Bill Radke with Ebor, uh, spelled Y-B-O-R, uh, Second Chance Kitchen. In addition to creating uh, an incredible Cuban sandwich, uh, honoring the gift that Ebor City, uh, Florida, that's why they're named Ebor, uh, is, and again, spelled Y-B-O-R City in Florida, gave birth to the Cuban sandwich. Uh, created by immigrants working in cigar factories, uh, the Cuban sandwich, uh, they blend uh, uh, cultures by combining Cuban uh, pork, uh, Spanish ham, Italian salami, and German mustard. Uh, and uh, on their website, they say, although it's just a sandwich, the Cuban gives us a glimpse into the power of blending backgrounds and collaborative ideas to create good in the world. So anyway, tune in tomorrow with Chef Kevin Shin and I and, and Bill Radke. We'll talk about that because it's an incredible story. In addition to making this uh, this delicious, the best Cuban sandwich I've ever had, uh, it's also... Um, a second chance kitchen, and they provide a 12 month workforce development uh, for people that are coming out of uh, incarceration. So, anyway, tune in for that. Uh, and, and catch us on the Twitter and the Facebook page. We always like to continue the conversation after hours uh, uh, there. Well, it is uh, Thursday, which means it's a small business roundtable, and we invite uh, the leaders of the business community here in Lincoln uh, into the studio to talk about what's going on, the thought leaders, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so uh, every every few weeks, we ask Mr. Jason Ball, uh, president of 
of your Lincoln Chamber of Commerce to join us. And D- Dan, I'm just curious: am I the good, the bad, or the ugly well, in we'll, that analogy? Well, we'll let. Well, see now, uh, you were a uh, you thought you were going to be late walking in the door, and you were, <laughs> you're freaking out about that. And I said, listen, I can I can fill time with the best of them. Nice. And you were not. You you thought you were getting an ugly start today, but it was uh, it was good. This that's, is all. That's good. very diplomatic. Well, that's very chamber. I, of you. I like that. I, like I was going to say, notice how he didn't say anything about having a face for radio or that's any right. sort of comment that's right. on that. <laughs> I gave him a softball. He declined. Uh, well, and, and so we were. We were talking about small businesses, and as a small business owner, I mean, I, and this is my 20th anniversary of Parsons Public Relations, so yeah. uh, I must be doing uh, something uh, somewhat right. But yeah, the challenges that small businesses have in this community, in any community, uh, is always a challenge. But uh, And so we talked about that a little bit. But anything else from the legislative summit, uh, getting all five of the uh, congressional delegation back in the same, well, Congressman Bacon had a conflict, but he did uh, uh, zoom in with a with a video. Yeah. Um, it was so well attended in a collaboration between uh, uh, the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce, and Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And uh, I, I just always enjoy that uh, that moment up there. At, and you do it at Ashland at the uh, Stratcom Museum, and it's just a beautiful setting and uh, so yeah uh, any other topics that you wanted to highlight there before we move on yeah well I'll just I'll just mention that the delegation each got to highlight you know important work that they're doing and I, I uh, thank Senator Fisher for all she's done in leading uh, investments in infrastructure uh, through the Infrastructure and Jobs Act yeah. here recently that has something that's been leveraged at the state level or augmented at the state level by additional investment and so important partnerships there and of course with all the um, conflict that's going on with the Ukraine-Russia issue. Yeah. Uh, she's been providing essential leadership on some of our, our military affairs-related committees in the Senate and just doing important work. And then, of course, she's on appropriations now. Uh, you know, Congressman Flood has just hit the ground running as our, our new congressman there. Um, and he had the flyover fintech conference. He's been so, so highly involved and highly engaged in leadership related to both the financial sector and what this new emerging technology space of AI is going to look like. He thinks Nebraska and, and Lincoln specifically can really, uh, you know, place a marker down in leadership on that. And, and so again, I don't, I don't want to belabor it. And I know I don't mean to leave other no, no, of no, our delegation no. out, but we have. He is our congressman here. Yeah. And, and by the way, he was on the show uh, on Tuesday. Day, uh, live oh yes studio. yeah yep, great yep, yep. and so in a bipartisan uh, again another bipartisan show because we had uh, we had mike on congressman flood and and uh, the chair of the lincoln city council tom beckius so yeah yeah, yeah. so we had a bipartisan uh, uh people in the studio and yeah and it was funny because um uh, that flyover uh, the fintech uh, conference he had i was getting a little sound from the congressman at the at the conference uh, at the legislative summit and somebody came by and, and thanked him for bringing that to Lincoln and uh, the other congressmen from around the country. So, yeah, uh, uh, Congressman Flood is off to a really good, uh, solid start. What a, what a huge deal that is, too. And, uh, you know, there's just other things that, that we're working on with he and his team of staff that I'm so excited about. Like, the, the, I, I think that's maybe something that doesn't necessarily come across to the broader public a lot is, is so much of the work 
that the chamber and so many other folks that we work with are doing at all levels of government as well as with all of our business partners it's long run stuff it's talking about things like east beltway it's it's examining you know what options do we have for say moving the post office for some yep. future higher and better use than it is and and if these things were easy they would have just happened already or they'd be already in a, a written plan in in uh, you know the state's investment plans or the city's investment plans these are difficult things Absolutely. they're expensive they they take coordination and and the thing i love about doing this work in lincoln like we're doing with the convention center right now is we're marshalling the resources from all sorts of governmental entities and the business and sector and and philanthropy is going to play a role in all these things too um this is how lincoln wins this is how nebraska does this important work together and that's how we make true robust uh, uh, dynamic and lasting change. Well, and it takes leadership, Jason, and I so I so appreciate your enthusiasm and, and encouragement to others in the community because uh, it does. It takes leadership, and that's that's what you provide. And I I'm glad you mentioned the convention center because I know there was a lot of talk uh, earlier this year about the convention center, and there was some legislation in yeah. the yeah. in the in the, um, in the legislature that helped with that. But uh, I wanted to just uh, spend a few minutes here, uh, the rest of the show here, and talk about that and why it's so important for this community to take that next step because as I think most of our listeners know uh, 10 years ago when uh, Mayor Beitler uh, had the vision and others in the community and leadership from the chamber and others uh, to build uh, our Pinnacle Bank Arena mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the whole redevelopment down in the Haymarket uh, there were conversations then about the need for a convention center and you know I think it was probably a wise decision at the time to not add in uh, several a million more dollars to to take that project on and so we we set it aside well now it's been 10 years now it's time and the landscape has changed tremendously yeah. in those 10 years and now we are missing out and there's another component to the city to continue to grow this city and attract the best and the brightest and to keep the best and the brightest here uh, by m- making the investment to build a convention center yeah and and again here's where it's going to be a multi-governmental effort uh, supported private. by public-private partners. Um, you know, I can't give enough credit uh, to Senator Bostar, mm-hmm. uh, as as well as Senator Wishart, for leading the initiative to say, hey, state, as the state capital, uh, Lincoln really needs to have some convention facility expansion. We think the state can, can make a, a role in that. But then leadership from the city and leadership from the mayor uh, with relation to that. And, you know, we talked about uh, Congressman Flood and the work he's doing. He's he's involved in the, these discussions. And so we're, we're pulling the right team together. This is not a, a Jason Ball project or a chamber project. It is a Lincoln-wide and, and I think in some cases a statewide project. And that's going to make this effort robust and successful. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely. Well, we'll uh, <clears throat> coming up on a break here, but uh, yeah, I wanted to just get that back out in front of the public. And when we come back after this break, Jason, I know there's uh, you helped uh, the chamber helped and others to fund uh, a study for the need to show the need for that. And so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but let's take this break and come back and finish up here on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Listen to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. 
Well, kids, uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for sticking around. I know you've got uh, lots of things you could be doing here on a Thursday afternoon with uh, school back in session and college uh, UNL starting next week. And uh, so anyway, we appreciate you sticking around and, and tuning in. We appreciate uh, uh, all the support. It's been three months, Jason, and we're visiting with Jason Ball, uh, president of your Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. And uh, yeah, I've been doing this three months now. It seems like uh, you're, you're an old hand at this, Dan. You've got it all figured <laughs> Out. Well, I, I I tell people, you know, that I was trained in journalism, you know, yep. UNL uh, School of Journalism, uh, and uh, but I was the guy uh, in the back uh, writing news releases in the news ed department yeah. instead of on the broadcast team. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, we've adapted, I think, fairly well. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. Remember, if you miss anything, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. I know. Uh, so, Jason, you're a runner. Uh, do you uh, do you listen to something? as you run i listen to podcasts and yep. books on tape yep. uh, pretty yep. religiously and and i want to stress i am a slow but dedicated runner but i'm a regular <laughs> runner yeah so it, yeah so if you're out there running or jogging or doing your i do my uh, four mile walk every morning i uh, catch up on all my podcasts that i have in my queue and so anyway you can always catch yeah. us there uh, you can go to klin.com uh, and catch us there as well and we appreciate that and tune into the uh, uh, the twitter page and well i guess it's x now uh, jason you, uh, I still call it uh, Twitter. Yeah, I, it's, gonna it's never going to change for me. So I experimented on this the other day, by the way. Dan, I don't even think I've told you this yet. I just pulled up Twitter yeah. on the browser here. I typed in Twitter.com, and of course it took me to there. The URL, everything about it is still Twitter. Like it doesn't all of a sudden yeah. change the website on the top. It doesn't say like X.com. And honestly, I'd be concerned if it did. But um, yeah, so I, <laughs> I don't know. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. It's like it's still Twitter in some regards. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, yes. But yes, uh, we'd love to carry on the conversation after hours on the Twitter page and the uh, and the Facebook page. You'll uh, get a little glimpse into what I'm thinking and, and maybe a preview of what's going to be talked about on the next day's show. So anyway, and tune in tomorrow for the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. We'll uh, have a great time talking with uh, uh, the folks at Ebor, uh, the Second Chance Kitchen. So anyway, uh, we appreciate very much you tuning in. Well, Jason, uh, let's pick up a little bit more on the Convention Center because I know it's something that, you know, there was a lot of chatter and talk earlier in the year. And yeah. like we said, the legislature, uh, maybe maybe review for our listeners uh, what the ask was. And, and again, you mentioned uh, the Lincoln delegation and how they uh, – went the bat for us and yeah. said, uh, Senator Bostar, Senator Wishart, and others uh, to, to make sure that there was some funding available. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess I want to begin by by saying the, the bill that was successful in getting passed is, is turn back tax financing. And I cannot stress this enough because I've used the tax word. This is not not, not, a, new not a new tax. Yes. It is tax that is already being remitted to the state, and the turn back part of that is instead of going to the state and funding the things it normally funds for specific projects and for specific uses for that project, like a convention center, uh, a certain amount of that can then be turned back towards a project. The, the other thing that I want to stress, because I hear from people pretty frequently now, especially since that was a topic of conversation during the session, they'll say, well, gosh, Jason, this bill passed, and now there's this money potentially available, and what the heck is happening? And, when, and, when we built, when we doing the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and that that's a legitimate thing for people to ask about, but I, I can't stress this enough. This is not a Chamber of Commerce decision to make. We're not driving the bus here. 
Uh, Jeff Mall, that is, is vice president with the Chamber of Commerce, executive director of Visit Lincoln, is an expert in this. It's not his bus to drive. This is a community effort and there's going to be community effort wrapped around this in some way shape or form and so sorry to interrupt but i should also mention our friend randy bretz with uh, the downtown rotary uh, has also been a leader and and provided some funding for that study and so there's yeah yeah and and the study uh, that dan is referencing really made the case so well that now is the time to get a convention center built. This isn't just a desire or, hey, how can we grow this community type of question. The real question is, is what opportunities exist in the convention and visitor industry market right now that are not capturable in Lincoln and that by virtue of us not having the right size facility that provides the kind of amenities that these um, opportunities are looking at and and I've been challenged on this people say well Jason you know this hotel has a convention space and that's true but it's it's undersized compared to what the market's looking at and we've and we've got this pinnacle bank arena that fills you know for basketball and and for concerts but it's not a convention space and, and, and yes. it doesn't do that yeah, so it wasn't built for that that's right it was it was never intended to to fill that gap and so those are legitimate questions and I, again if for people that don't live as close to this as I do every day i can totally understand why they would have that type of of question in their mind but i i can't stress this enough the governance has not been yet determined that's going to be a community conversation in some way the funding for it if there is other funding that will need to be found and and that's going to be a some kind of a public private partnership i assume but but that has yet to be determined the location it has not been determined yet so there's there's a lot of legitimate necessary questions to answer that we'll be moving moving forward with, and and I'm very confident in the team of people that, um, you know, really has been working in the background to to say how are we going to approach this as a community, and that's really all they're asking right now. No decisions have have been made in that space. It is it is very open to you know following what's going to serve Lincoln and the state the best. And I'll just pick up on the need uh, question, and and again, not to uh, disparage our friends in Greater Nebraska, uh, other communities in the state, uh, even though you're the president of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, I know, I've seen it firsthand, how well you work with other leaders across the state. But here's the facts. Uh, for the majority, the vast majority of uh, associations in the state of Nebraska, uh, we don't, even for that, even th- that's not even taken into account. Uh, opportunities from outside the state or that's outside right. the region to come and hold a convention uh, in our capital city. Uh, where you know we have uh, state tournaments of sports activities this is our state capital and i think most people you know love coming to lincoln and doing those things but we're getting our our, our fannies kicked <laughs> by our friends in carney because they have such a wonderful convention space out there that most of the vast majority of uh, associations in the state of nebraska are going to carney for their conventions well look here, here's how i contextualize that dan Every business person out there knows that they have a competitive environment and they've got other people that can provide similar products and services to their market, to their clients that, that they provide. And so they know they need to go out and find the right niche and compete in the right way and have the right product mix 
and value proposition uh, that their market is is looking for. And that's exactly how it works with communities. And Lincoln has a opportunity to augment the, the value proposition we bring. We have so much of what conventions want to experience here in terms of entertainment and nightlife and things to do when the convention's over and there's no more breakout sessions. What? We need the box to put people in during the convention here. We do that. We've got a really powerful proposition. Well, and, and the seat of state government and the University of Nebraska. I mean, those two entities alone, um, you know, we... We are the capital city for a reason. I mean, and those yeah. entities and organizations uh, who want to continue to uh, come to Lincoln and, and have those events can't do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's look. There. There's a brighter future here for for Lincoln. I am so excited about the the work that's occurring, and I know that that Jeff Mall is on this radio station in various different ways, uh, frequently. I have so much respect for Jeff. He is a expert in in this industry, and he is advising a team of people that just want to get good things done in Lincoln, and and we are really going to have some some hard work ahead, but some fun things to celebrate in our future as well. Hey, Jeff, thanks for listening. Jeff Mall, thanks for listening. He just texted me. He said, you go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he's checking up on me. Yeah, he's making sure we're on, on message. I'll so. say, well, and Jeff, just so you know, tomorrow's theme is open. No theme tomorrow for Request Line Friday. Since he always asks <laughs> oh, me when he's right. in here that's with right. us. And thank you. Yeah, uh, tune in tomorrow. Uh, our friends in the morning hour, uh, Jack and, uh, and friends, uh, LNK Today. And uh, yeah, it's Request Line Friday. Don't miss out on that, boys and girls. Well, Jason, president of our Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, thanks for uh, stopping in and giving us an update. Dan, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, we're going to wrap up the show. And we, again, appreciate you tuning in and, and coming along for the ride. And uh, do tune in tomorrow for the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin and our friends uh, from uh, Ebor, uh, the Second Chance Kitchen. Uh, that'll be uh, – I'm already hungry. Now it's dinner time, Jason. I'm hungry for a, uh, a Cuban sandwich. And, and, and uh, Bill Radke, if you're listening, uh, bring some samples, doggone it, tomorrow. So this isn't a freebie for crying out loud. We've got to get something out of this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, folks. Uh, that's a wrap. We appreciate it very much. Uh, now, though, go do good things. 1,499.3 KLIN.